What's up, world? This is the homie Mike Lang, one half of the Intelligent Hoodlums, and this is the Midnight Coffee Run, where we just talk crazy over hot coffee late at night because we can't sleep. So, um, yeah, ISTE just popped off, finished um, perpetually not at ISTE. That's because the brother can't afford it. So I'm like trying to get on this this plan where you know I see the same folk at these joints all the time. I'm like, dude, you come up with the loot for this, my dude. I don't know, um, but <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, big shouts to SD though. I mean, um, it's a necessity. It's something that it's really cool that that's the, it's the largest ed tech conference in the world, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, a lot of you know really cool people that I know go, um, it seemed just from like, just the Twitter and stuff like that. It's, it's cool, but I think that's kind of part of the problem, right? It's a, a pretty privileged, um, event, right? You gotta have the loot to register, you have the loot to be able to pay for the hotel, gotta have the loot in order to, to fly out there. Uh, and like Twitter doesn't do it justice, right? Cause if Twitter did it justice, they wouldn't post anything on Twitter, because they would want you to pay for it. <laughs> but, um, you know, it becomes a situation where you have to have to kind of um, decipher from people's pictures and their anecdotes about what actually is going on, you know, what kind of things were presented or whatever, um, which kind of, you know, it's kind of disappointing, you know. Um, again, you, you've cut off the accessibility for um, most people. You know, if we just look at our country, for example, this is the United States I'm talking about. Um, look at the, the people who are who've had to go on strike just to get a living wage. And then looking at the investment one would have to to make in order to get to SD. Um, yeah, I, that's not feasible for most people. And then, you know, I had a friend of mine say, well, hey, there are scholarships that are available. They're not scholarships available for everybody. Right. So there's still a. Um, you know, a situation where, you know, access will be denied to most people. And uh, a friend of mine said, uh, well, why don't you get your school to pay for it? Dude, every school doesn't have money to send people to SD. And if they did, they would send one person, which becomes, again, another problem. Looking at something from a singular perspective, having one person go in who decides what's relevant, what's not relevant, what should be remembered, what should be forgotten, um, who to talk to, not to speak with. You know, that's problematic as well. So there's a knot of, of things that would be lost if you couldn't send a group of individuals who would all see uh, the conference from different perspectives and tell different stories about how the conference uh, was um, in their opinion. You know, I think you lose something. Uh, you lose something very, very big. Um, you know, limiting access to anything causes problems. And, um, you know, scarcity is a, is a, a double-edged sword in that, that sense. The other thing is that, you know, again, even if I, I went to SD, there's a lot of things that are going to be forgotten just by and the, the, human, the human factor, right? Uh, you would have a lot of individuals who would go through and perhaps, um, you know, a month later, hey, I didn't have to use this stuff, totally forgot about it, didn't run, I don't understand the context in which that strategy was used or... Um, how that tool was used in this different way or whatever. Problematic situation, right? So um, so you paid X thousands of dollars and now I don't even remember the stuff that I learned. Um, 
problem. Uh, you also have the, you know, because there are barriers to entry, the diversity issue. It's going to constantly be something that rears his ugly head. Um, there was a, a Twitter thread that I, I happened to happen to be very popular uh, while I happen to be on Twitter. And you know, for those who are on Twitter, I'm not really a tweeter. You know, I'll throw something on there every now and then, but eh, Twitter's an interesting place. So I'll just leave it at that. But happened to go and observe a thread, um, and which kind of referred to the diversity situation and a person, a particular person, not understanding that 11 white people in the room isn't diversity. It was actually one lady that kind of argued that it was, which was terrifying um, because we made that same argument with like, you know, the, the, the guys in Alabama who decided that what abortion was and there were no women that were involved in that conversation or voted for that. And then, you know, we would, we would see that, that issue differently, right? So diversity in having perspectives in storytelling is important no matter where you are. It's the same thing that if it was a, an entirely African-American event, entirely Latino event, entirely Asian event, not having other people, um, you know, from outside those communities weigh in and say, look, hey, this is what we see. And being able to have a dialogue with people, I think, is um, it's always a the mark of a lost opportunity, in my opinion. So someone's listening like, hey, well, you know, you're complaining a lot about ISTE. You know, what are your solutions? And if you know us, uh, that mean me, us being the intelligent hoodlums, we know we are um, people who cause problems, but also want to cause solutions to happen as well. And so when we haven't been going to conferences for years and years and years and kind of seeing the same uh, predictable pattern of what's offered, what's not offered, etc. One of the things that we really uh, decided to do this year was to do a conference. Well, we want to do a conference in a different way. We didn't want to do a conference in which people would have to pay. We didn't want to do a conference in which people would have to travel we didn't want to do a conference that would be something that would be a one-time event and then all the information wouldn't be cataloged and and uh, and saved for uh, not only the participants, the initial participants of the conference, but for posterity and for anyone looking for resources on those topics. So what we decided to do was uh, a online conference. And we said we have a pretty diverse and amazing group of people that we know and let's go and and present this idea to these people and see what they would do and by god people said yes and it was so exciting and so virgil con will begin on july 31st 2019 and end on august the 2nd 2019 uh, there are 40 sessions right now um 38 presenters from all over the world um the entire conference is online the entire conference will be recorded as well so that at a later date, if you decided, hey, I want to go and watch Anthony Johnson do authentic learning again and what that means and what that could look like, you can watch that from the horse's mouth rather than anecdotes on Twitter or someone telling you how awesome it was. Um, we have a lot of the ISTE presenters, people who go to ISTE every year are presenting for us. Or with us, rather, um, the homie Kathy Hunt, who if you're not following Kathy Hunt, you're doing Twitter wrong. Um, John Carippo, again, you're not following John Carippo, you're doing Twitter wrong. Uh, we've got Anthony Johns, we got Sam Lacey, we got uh, Tammy Brewster, we got, you know, I mean, just tons of people 
and you can go check it out yourself. Summit, S-U-M-M-I-T dot VirgilCon, V-I-R-G-I-L-C-O-N dot com. Um, and because it is online, you can drink your coffee from your neighborhood coffee shop, sit there in your neighborhood coffee shop and watch it. You can watch your kids while you're doing it. You can have it on in the background or you can come back to it at any time. Um, you know, we got Apple Distinguished Educators. We've got Google Certified Innovators. We've got lawyers. We've got healthcare professionals. Uh, we've got community uh, advocates. we got teacher leaders. We have policy wonks. All these different... So this is not an ed tech conference. This is a a conference for anybody who's just like, hey, this is this will be cool. I'm going to kick it with us. Um, parents, charter school people, uh, private schools, people that got nothing to do with education. Um, come and come holler at us, man. It, it, it'll be a fun time. Uh, we'll laugh and joke virtually. Um, you can tweet stuff if you wish. But the cool thing about this one is you can put the link and say, hey, instead of reading my tweets, come and check out this stuff. And once you register, you have access to everything that's there, uh, all the resources, all the, the, the talks, you know, and whatnot. So we're attempting to solve the accessibility problem there, the storytelling problem as well, because all our, you know, we have a, a bevy of storytellers that are going to look at education from different perspectives. We also have a, a situation in which... Um, there are people who are hopefully going to not lose the human connection despite the fact that we're not physically in the same space. So we, it was very important to us that you see faces, you see facial expressions, you're able to um, see the, the realness in the sessions rather than a Twitter chat or a you know some kind of text-based chat or something which one person is just disseminating information to you and there wasn't a conversation being had. So um, that's the cool thing about the webinars. Again, anybody can access it. Anyone can be down. Um, we got, you know, again, the, if you look at this, the, the, the presenters at this, this, uh, uh, this, this uh, event, it's mind-blowing, man. And I'm, I am humbled to even be in the same space with a lot of these people. They're just amazing human beings and they're people who are doing the world good, which is the most important thing that they're building um, or helping to build students that are going to look at the world and look at and value human um, decency and human life um, above everything. And that's going to, that's just, um, again, I'm, I'm humbled to that when we made the call for the conference, these people were like, Hey, yo, no, no doubt. We got your back. So, the other thing, man, is like you got a form of Ultron, and I'm going to use that metaphor just because that's a shout out to my childhood. Uh, I know Netflix rebooted it and stuff. It was all right. It was cool, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Voltron, right? Um, if if you're not familiar with Voltron, it's five lions that form one giant robot. And the only Generally, they're only able to defeat their greatest foes when they form the robot. If one line is damaged, not available, etc. The robot can't be formed. And to kind of go back to that that Twitter debacle about diversity, if you don't have a crew of lions that watch your back that are all different people, different storytellers from different places that kind of check you, you know, it's very difficult for you to be able to uh, know where your blind spots are and to avoid pitfalls as you go through things. And Big shouts to the homie Stephanie Weber, aka the Webs, uh, the right hand homie, my 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 A one from day one. 
Um, the homie Verena Bryan, another, I mean, just A1 from day one, really chin check me and stuff when I get out of pocket. Um, my wife is definitely somebody whose storytelling is different from mine and will challenge me to look at things from different perspectives. But if you don't have a crew of people that are willing to like smack you in the top of your forehead with, hey, that was really stupid, or let's not do this because did you consider this angle to what you were saying? Um, you need to get you some people that, that kind of look at things in different ways. Um, and also, I mean, expose yourself to different ways of thought, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm generally, you know, um, someone who... Um, has been forced by habit, having lived in other countries in different parts of the of this country. Um, when you meet people and you see what's valuable to them, you kind of you know integrate it into your being as well. Not that you may, may not you may not value it to the same level that they do, but that's something that's constantly in your mind. And um, that's I mean I, I reminisce on that all the time. I look at my moms, and I've got um, a number of of women who have had the um, they had mercy on me as I was traveling through life to kind of just, you know, be motherly and maternal to me to ensure that things popped off. And, you know, they're from different walks of life, different places on the planet, but they all uh, have taught me a number of things. And, you know, get yourself an other mother, man. Get yourself somebody who's like, you know, this person, if you were to walk into a store with this person, they would say, oh my God, are those two people together? Um, it's... Um, it's, it's very humbling to have the um, the counsel of people like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that's it for tonight, man. You know, come holler at us. We at Trust the Hoodlum on Twitter. The Intelligent Hoodlums. Uh, they're... But any, shout out to SD. Not trying to hate on them. Not trying to hate on their movement. You know, there's great value in what they're doing. It's just... You know, everybody can't get the SD, bro. This is something we can't do. Um, and we need to do something about that. We need to have other things that uh, that encourage people to be um, be their own hero. You know what I'm saying? So, And have access to all this information that we're supposed to be saying is, is, is important. Um, that being said, um, may your coffee be hot, homie, and stay hot. Um, this is the Midnight Coffee Run with your homie Mike Lang. Um... If you want to go and register for our conference, it is summit.virgilcon.com. Should be a fun time. And again, it stays alive forever and ever and ever. Amen. So even if you miss it, you can always register for it. I'll let you boy.